Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Choices Finding Your Joy. I am so happy to share with you an amazing lady who has done so much for others with her books and her inspiration. I have with us Dr. Janetti Meroda, and she is a clinical psychologist, speaker, workshop facilitator, and author of two books, including A Fertile Path, Guiding the Journey with Mindfulness and Compassion. And we will be talking about that awesome book today. First off, Doctor, I want to thank you for being with us today. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Thank you, Paula. Oh, I'm just honored to have you on the show with us. I would love to begin with having you share with us what inspired you to write this latest book. Well, it really began from my own personal struggle with infertility, which started about, well, more than 25 years ago. Um, I now have a daughter from surrogacy who's, uh, who just turned 24, so actually it was more than 25 years ago. Um, it was about six years of trying. It included um, several uh, uh, lost pregnancies, uh, IVF, uh, donor IVF, um, uh, many, many attempts at that, and adoption that failed, and surrogacy is what worked. And it was the difficulty that I had during those six years that, uh, you know, really inclined me to, to feel like I had to do something to, in a sense, save myself. I, mean, I was really kind of falling apart with all the, um, the ways that all the emotions um, just consumed me. And so I tried uh, vision quests, uh, acupuncture exorcism, I told you the Zendo. Um, I certainly tried lots of different kinds of therapy. And then I found an east-west uh, path. And that was really what was so helpful. It included meditation and yoga. I went on a pilgrimage in India. It was really at that point that I realized that it was really about going from the outside in, um, really looking at my own internal resources and understanding that it was really about trusting myself and trusting that if I just stayed with this process, it was going to happen. Okay. Just like, keep open to the possibilities. And um, indeed, when I came back home, um, found out that our surrogate was pregnant. So it was, it was that personal journey. And uh, then after my daughter was born, um, a short time after I started really believing that I ought to specialize in the field of infertility uh, um, in my clinical practice. And so I started doing lots of volunteer activities for Resolve and uh, eventually um, realized a few years later when I was introduced to mindfulness that that was really the perfect antidote to deal with the out of control roller coaster ride of infertility. And so I ended up um, developing an eight week uh, program that I use in both groups and individual basis. And this is what uh, evolved into the book, A Pro Path. Yes. Oh, you, you have 
have helped so many, so many. You, you talk a lot about mindfulness. How do you describe mindfulness? What is it? So mindfulness is really about having unconditional acceptance. We, we tend to categorize life into what we want, what we don't want, success, failure, life, or something. And uh, it's really about exercising control. Um, and the fact is we really ultimately have no control, which is the reason why infertility can be so difficult, even though you can try to do everything right and you're you know, utilizing resources. Ultimately, when it comes to a pregnancy, a successful pregnancy, you really don't have control over that. And so mindfulness is about, uh, about um, looking at not trying to change situation to change how you relate to the situation and it's opening up to it with um not resisting with i don't want this to be happening identifying with it as though you know you're broken and there's something wrong with you but taking this neutral perspective on yourself and also what's happening in your life yeah because really wouldn't you say how we react to a situation is everything? Absolutely. It, it defines so much of our experience. So uh, it, it, that's what I found very powerful about, uh, about mindfulness, that it, it, it gets you out of trying to change what's happening. And particularly in many situations in life, even, even small ones where, you know, we're having a cup of coffee and the coffee falls and, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's persistent. That, um, that is just about, okay, can we relate to this without being overcome, without being frazzled to it? You know, we notice, we're aware of, of what's in our, our, our minds, like, uh, like the thought form, you know, why is this happening to me? I don't deserve it. All this stuff that gets in the way of just feeling just being with the situation. Yes, yes. And, you know, that is so huge. Stress is so huge. What do we know about the stress of infertility and its treatment? We, we know that beyond a doubt, infertility is extremely stressful. There has been four studies that have shown that the degrees of depression, um, the Depression in women with the diagnosis of infertility is equal to women with the diagnosis of HIV, HIV heart disease, and cancer. Um, we know that uh, it's seen as a life crisis because it impacts every area of your life. That's your relationship with your partner, with your body, finances, work, yes. um, God, um, time, it really every dimension. Um, and that then when we, when we look at studies that, um, in fact, there was a, a meta-analysis um, meeting a group of studies that qualified to be really robust in nature. And they uh, looked at um, whether mind-body programs or different psychological interventions for infertility were effective. Um, in reducing stress, uh, symptoms of depression and anxiety, but also if there was higher pregnancy rates and 
it did show that there was uh, a 40% pregnancy rate in the adult programs as opposed to a 20% in the control group. And so it's not that stress causes infertility. Infertility causes stress, and that's beyond a doubt. But that it can be very helpful to, to lower your stress um, and uh, possibly uh, um, possibly make a difference. And what I found in the groups that I've led over the last 10 years um, for really using this program is that we pretty much also have the same sort of pregnancy. We were looking at that for a couple of years, um, but that in, in the overall 10 years, there was a pretty good pregnancy rate, but also what we counted was matching with adoption, um, and um, matches and surrogacy, egg donation, sperm donation, sort of everything. And there's also the fact that there's a, a, a kind of openness that you have towards um, believing that you can open to options and that maybe if it's not working out with your own needs, you might be able to do something else. And other women being with you and seeing how they're going forward and everybody supporting one another can really help in that process. Yes. Yeah. We don't really know exactly, you know, physiologically what's happening with the stress fertility relationship, but we also know that the primary reason for people dropping out of, um, of fertility treatment is not prognosis, diagnosis, or um, finances, it's stress. So beyond a doubt, lowering stress is helpful. And you, it, we all know that you can't make good decisions when you're overly stressed. Yes. I, I have a friend um, and her daughter for years had problems with fertility. And so they adopted and it was right after they adopted a child and she was happy, relaxed, she became pregnant. And, and would you say that has to do with the stress going down and that enabled her body to kind of heal itself? Or how do you explain that? Well, one explanation I've heard is that those stories like make the news, you know, they're very captivating. Um, so whenever that happens, uh, that's what's going to kind of get out. But I would say that in my practice, and I've been specializing in this area for about 20 years now, um, that I do see um, instances like that. Um, and I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I'm not sure really what to say about it. Um, is it just that those stories are more, more known to be heard? Or is there something with it? Um, there was a study in um, Israel, and it was looking at letting go. And the, the power of being able to let go. And mindfulness is very much about letting go, meaning letting be, you know, being with what is. And it did show a correlation between uh, letting go and higher pregnancy rates. So, you know, I, I, I think it's just good to lower stress in your life regardless. Yes. 
I love it. I love it. It really is fascinating. What do we know about the overall benefits of mindfulness and specific benefits for infertility? Well, I, I don't know of another book on mindfulness and infertility um, as yet. Um, and uh, and I, I can only tell you about mindfulness in general. And it's um, and there's been hundreds of studies that have looked at the effectiveness of mindfulness for um, medical issues, uh, for stress reduction, for um, um, uh, eating, for chemical dependency, uh, you name it. There's just so much research going on in mindfulness, mindfulness, uh, mindfulness-based stress reduction, meditation. And it's very powerful. Uh, so the, the, it has wide uses. And, and I do think that when it comes to an issue like infertility, which is so much about loss of control, and mindfulness is about awareness, uh, using awareness as opposed to control to deal with what's happening. In, in other words, it's, it's how you're relating to the situation, not how you change the situation. That mindfulness uh, is like reducing that's like an incredible antidote to this life crisis. Yes. And how would you say compassion plays into the fertility path? It's, it's huge. Uh, mindfulness, in many ways, really helps you with your thoughts to, um, to, to understand that. You know, I am not my thoughts. Um, with with your emotions, and that if you're feeling depressed, you don't say I am depressed or I am sad. This happens, and so it it helps you disidentify and step back, and really um, take a shift in how you're related to life. Uh, compassion really enables you to hold the emotions. And so, um, in, in, in compassion, um, in, in a loving way. So one of the things about mindfulness is that it's based on the concept of original goodness, which means that um, we are already whole and complete as we are with all of our inadequacies and infections. And so it's based on this original goodness or wholeness already. And compassion, when you have the emotions, compassion allows you to, to make space for the emotions in your body. Um, so uh, mindfulness also is an embodied practice. If, if you look at how the body responds to thoughts, emotions, and experience. And so when you have an emotion, you're, you're sitting in this kind of the arms of compassion, and you feel the emotion in your body without trying to resist it without saying, I need to get rid of this, this is bad, um, but just make space for it. And, uh, and so then, as other practices help you bring in such things as loving kindness, um, these are practices that, that uh, where you repeat, um, may I be safe, may I be healthy, may I be happy, may I live with ease and well-being. There's practices for gratitude, for um, generosity. Um, and so there's lots of different practices that will help 
to develop a compassionate holding of the um, emotional experience. Yes, yes. So are these um, paths, you know, the compassion, the mindfulness, the uh, positive affirmative thoughts, is that what is meant by a holistic path to fertility? Um, I think mainly the holistic path to fertility looks at, um, and I've heard this uh, um, by uh, Herbert Benson, who was the originator of the relaxation response. Uh, and what he says is that um, complete medical care is like a three-legged stool. It's uh, pharmaceuticals on one leg, surgeries and procedures on the other leg, and self-care. And so a holistic path is really bringing self-care into, into treatment. Um, and what, what uh, mindfulness is doing is mindfulness compassion is very much a self-care uh, path. It's also a path of life, but it can um, definitely help to look at how can I best take care of myself? And that's fundamental, um, not only in, in, in fertility, but in any uh, medical issue or really in anything that's happening in your life. Yes. And it is so exciting to know that we can control, you know, a big part of, of our life and our path and our health, you know, by doing these holistic uh, paths and, you know, really, you know, go along with the medical, but really have the power within to make such changes. Absolutely. I, before uh, my specialty with fertility, I actually specialized in chemical dependency. So I've done a lot of work um, in that field. And um, uh, when I was at Stanford in the Drug Alcohol Center, we worked in conjunction with um, Alcoholics Anonymous as part of our, our treatment. Uh, we we uh, recommended that people um, also participate in that program. And, there's the serenity prayer, which is you, know, you can't control what you can't can control what you can't control, and having to do know the difference. Yeah. And so uh, uh, mindfulness, uh, it, it, it's really about it, it. It does give some element of control around um, basically knowing that it's not control and what is it that you can do. You can take charge of how you can best take care of your uh, emotional well-being. And so that ability to feel like you can take charge of something. I, I tend to like to use that word more than control because it, 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 can, it can kind of stimulate just that whole need of like trying to get into control here. Oh, I love it. I love it. Can you um, share a bit about the sequence of the mindfulness teachings and practices and give some some examples sure so uh, the, the book and which is basically a self-help program uh, that you could do on your own you could also do that with other other uh, people uh, so you can start your own little group 
Uh, also, professionals can use it as uh, to provide direction. Uh, but it starts with first of all um, looking at you know why is infertility so difficult, and, and and just opening up to really getting that you are not alone. You are not overreacting to this situation. This is a really big situation. So allowing people to 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 recognize that that they're okay, um, but that there is, you know, there, there is help. And, uh, and then it starts with mindfulness. Um, the, the, the program really goes in conjunction with the Vipassana meditation program. Vipassana is another word for insight meditation, and that's also used as synonymous to mindfulness. Um, and uh, when you learn how to meditate, you first learn how to focus on the breath and anchor yourself with the breath so that you can stay in the present moment and not have the past yanking you and the future yanking you in another direction, but can enlarge the present. And, 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 and that's the only place where our, our um, power is and where actually choices are possible. And then it goes to medication on the body. And this is uh, this is really tuned to the body. And as I was saying, my is the body experience. And so it's learning how to be in the body, learning how to react with with tuning into how the body is holding the tension. Um, and that helps to take you out of your head. The next thing is meditation on thoughts and how to work with your, your, your thoughts. And that's as mental formations or clouds in the sky. That they're that they're not facts. It is not about uh, about you. Um, and then the next is meditation on emotions, and that's that's opening up the territory of feeling the emotions in your body without trying to resist them. There's practices for that, and then it goes into passion practices. So it's um, it's bringing in uh, uh, more on working with your emotions in meditation, loving kindness, uh, bringing intention of well-being to yourself and to others, uh, practices that cultivate generosity, um, uh, gratitude, um, uh, and um, uh, and, uh, and and then just if, um, opening up to, at the same time, how to use these various practices to work with all the various issues. And so issues that infertility presents, which is uh, treatment issues, uh, in the relationship with your partner, if you have a partner, uh, how to deal with friends and family, um, career uh, finances, um, taking a holistic approach, what does that look like in terms of diet and exercise? And so these practices are also paired with how do we work with the different issues. And so it's, just, it's, a, it's a very sequential model. You don't start at the end or go in, in a sporadic way. Every, every practice builds on then um, the, the receiving practice. Yes, I love it. Could you please share with the audience uh, how they can get a copy of your book and perhaps check out your website? Sure. So my my website is my name, uh, Um, 
um, there's a lot of vowels. I'll, I'll spell it J-A-N-E-T-T-I. And Marotta is M, like Mary, A-R-O-T-T-A. So it's genetimarotta.com. Um, and so um, all of my information is on my website. And the way to uh, uh, purchase my book is through Amazon. Also, I am um, also, the book is also in partnership with Arctic Fertility, and this they also check out the Arctic Fertility website and purchase it from, from there. Um, it's a copy of the book. Um, and it also comes with every practice that I was telling you about. Um, and there's uh, at least one practice per chapter. Um, I have audio recordings of them so that you can be guided through the practices. It also includes like mindful yoga. There's also Qigong. And so you just go to my website and listen, you download um, all the different practices. It is such a fantastic book. What, if there's one thing you'd like the readers to take away from this book, what would it be? I, I would say that, um, that when you go, when you're able to get rid of the, the clutter, you know, all of the, all of the stuff that gets in the way of, of, of just being able to work with the situation of even the children, that, that then you can really know that if you open to different ways of having a child, if indeed you come to the point of, of, of deciding that regardless, I want to, I want to have a child. And sometimes you can, you can decide that really, you know, child free is the way to go. And that's absolutely fine as well. But that if you really do know that you want to have a child, if you open to possibilities, you, you will. Um, I know that that was my uh, personal experience, and over the years, I've seen so many people. But it's, you know, it's being able to let go of that the only way to have a child is through your genetic link. Um, and um, uh, in that, I've seen so many children, these children, including my own daughter, be absolutely um, whole and complete and without issues that, that go with. And to everyone out there, love, hugs, and blessings. Dr. Gennetti, love, hugs, and blessings. And thank you so much. Thank you. You too. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Are you looking to open the beautiful door to the beautiful modality of Reiki, a hands-on energy healing modality? Radio host, Reiki master, speaker, and published author, Paula Vale would be honored to assist you in your Reiki training. For details, go to wellnessinspired.com. You may also contact Paula at paula at wellnessinspired.com to schedule your training.